Welcome back to another episode of District Divided, everybody. I'm your host, Amit Singh. If you like the show, please follow it on Twitter, at District Divided. Same thing on Instagram, District Divided. And we have a Facebook page and group called District Divided. This week, my guest is Joshua Johnson, who is a diehard Washington Capitals fan, went to high school with me, really good friend of mine, really knows his stuff, and is a really good, concise interview. So I hope you enjoy that. And then we're going to have the State of the Union as always. But first, I wanted to begin with Irene Polin. Rest in peace, Irene. She was 96 years old. Her husband was a Polin, and the Polins are a huge part of DC sports, in case you somehow did not already know that. They owned the Washington Wizards, initially the Washington Bullets. In fact, they were in Chicago first. They were instrumental in moving them to Washington. And then you like the Washington Capitals, right? Well, they founded the Washington Capitals. They're a big part of that. Irene Poland played a huge part in that, including a Save the Caps movement that ended up keeping the team in D.C. in 1982. And guess what? 2018, win our first ever Stanley Cup. And the Washington Mystics, who won last year? Yeah, Irene Poland played a huge role in the founding of the Washington Mystics in 1998. So she was just a fantastic individual. She was a philanthropist, psychotherapist. She died peacefully in her home in Amherst, Massachusetts, but she has played a huge role in D.C. sports. Abe Poland, her late husband, had passed away in 2009. The Poland family is huge in D.C. sports and sports in general. Just a great family. Irene Polin, at 96 years of age, rest in peace, and thank you so, so much for your contributions to the sports world, and specifically the D.C. sports world. And on that note, let's transition over to the interview with Joshua Johnson, once again, diehard Caps fan, and knows a hell of a lot about hockey. Let's begin with it now. Joining me this week on District Divided, we had Emma Johnson on the podcast talking about the NWSL, and now it's her brother's time to shine. Joshua Johnson, a good friend of mine, went to school without walls with me, and is a die-hard Washington Capitals fan. Josh, how are you doing? Hey, what's up? I'm good, man. How are you? Dude, doing well. Doing well. Thanks for coming on, and thanks for breaking down the NHL and the Caps for us now that NHL, you know, hockey is coming back August 1st. Oh, man. So excited. So excited. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we just get straight into it? Like we were talking about, the NHL has finally figured out their restart. How do you feel about their comeback plan? Honestly, I feel pretty good about it. I mean, as good as you can feel about it in the middle of a pandemic, I think that's the necessary disclaimer there. Uh, But I think they seem to have the best chance of success of any league of pulling this off. And it's pretty much exclusively because they're having it in Canada instead of the U.S. That's why I feel good about it. No, that's fair. And so just to remind people, the Western Conference is going to be playing in Edmonton and the Eastern Conference is going to be playing in Toronto. Those are the two hub cities they finally decided on. So two sort of 50% bubbles, if you will, for the NHL and their conferences. So, you know, you said that you feel confident in it. We are seeing problems with the MLB, though, specifically with the Miami Marlins with COVID and the restart. What's the plan for COVID testing? 
in the NHL in these hub cities? Yeah, so they're going to be pest, uh, testing players daily um, now that they're in the bubble, um, which they entered in on Sunday. Um, and I think MLB is also testing them pretty regularly. But the problem isn't as much the testing as it is the bubble situation. I mean, MLB is just a mess in a number of different ways, but they're trying to do it where, where you travel from ballpark to ballpark and not uh, contain the players in any way. Um, and that's really where they're seeing the problems. Whereas in the NHL, once they're there, which they are now um, in Toronto or at Edmonton, they're pretty much locked in their bubble and, you know, they'll get tested every day. But I, I think I think it's the bubble is the main piece of it. Okay, cool. So that makes a lot of sense. So long as people are in the bubble, and it looks like bubbles work, like the NWSL pulled it off. I want to say they had over 2,000 tests and none of them came back positive and their tournament's already over. Houston Dash already won. Shout out your sister again, by the way who called the Houston Dash as the dark horse team and also picked Shea Groom as a player to look out for, who scored the second goal in that game. But right, back to hockey and specifically the Washington Capitals. What is the team's current identity for those who, you know, aren't really following hockey all that much? Yeah, so they're a veteran team for sure. I think they have maybe close to the average, the oldest average age of any of the playoff teams um remaining but i think that's a really good thing especially when you're coming off of like a pretty long layoff here you know i'm not expecting uh rest to be an issue they've just been chilling for like four or five months now um so they've got the veteran team and a lot of recent experience in the playoffs obviously including the cup run in 2018 so i mean they're as seasoned as anybody and uh still super dangerous with ovi of course leading the charge and uh they're fully healthy too except for uh, their backup goalie, Samsonov, uh, kind of a weird situation, undisclosed injury that occurred during the quarantine, not related to hockey activities. Um, but it's just next man up there. And anyways, you're probably going to lean heavily on Holtby regardless uh, for this playoff run. So, uh, yeah, we're really looking really solid, I think. Okay, so veteran team, we're going to be relying on Holtby, as you said. But what would you say is the specific playing style of this team? You know, the, the Caps have been interesting. They've kind of gone back and forth over the years. Like they, way back in the day, they were kind of run and gun, and then they swung too far the other way where they were uh, having OB back check like nonstop and, and just playing a lot of defense. And then I think they've, last few years, they've hit a good middle ground there where they are very dangerous on the attack, but I feel like they're just generally pretty balanced. They don't uh, swing too far offensively or defensively. Um, and just play a solid game. So everyone knows the name Alexander Ovechkin. What other players should we be looking out for? You said the roster is fully healthy except for Samsonov. Who are other players we should be looking out for on this roster during this restart for the NHL? Yeah, I've got three guys for you. Number one, Braden Holtby, of course. You know, to make a good run in the playoffs in the NHL, you need not only a good goalie, which Holtby is, but you need a goalie to get hot. Um, uh, Caps had many a playoff run ruined by hot goalies. And then finally we had it back in 2018. Um, so we're looking for Holtby to be really strong. Uh, you know, he was a little off and on during the actual season. Um, but hopefully this, uh, long rest did him well. And he's uh, actually going to be a free agent this summer, which I think actually the Caps have a better chance of signing him perhaps with what's going to happen with the salary cap. But um, 
he might be in his last few games as a cap. So uh, hope he's strong. Uh, number two, got Carlson on the back end. Um, he's a Norris uh, trophy candidate for best defenseman. Um, and he's really the engine back there for us, the real workhorse. Um, he actually went off early in the exhibition game today, um, kind of hit the boards a little awkwardly, but sounds like it's just precautionary. So uh, hopefully it's all good there. Um, and then the guy I'm really looking out for as X Factor um, on the forwards is Kovalchuk. Um, so we acquired him from the Canadians um, earlier this year, and he's getting up there in age for sure. But um, again, he's had a good rest, and he seemed to be clicking really well with the other Russians on the squad, especially um, like Ovi and Kuznetsov. Um, and he brings a lot of experience to the table. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Dude, how old is Ilya Kovalchuk now? <laughs> I want to say he's 32, but maybe he's actually 37. <laughs> I feel, dude, I feel like sure. he's been around forever, but it, he's been, you know, torturing teams in the league. So it's great to have him on our side, as you said. So X-Factor, Ilya Kovalchuk, now John Carlson, you had mentioned, and Braden Holtby as well. I'm a huge Evgeny Kuznetsov guy, so, you know, let's see if he can continue his magic for the Caps as well. Now, we have three teams we're playing in this round robin to determine seeding in the East and the top four seeds. The Tampa Bay Lightning, we play... On August 3rd at 4 p.m. Eastern, we got the Philadelphia Flyers on August 6th, game time to be determined, and then the Boston Bruins on Sunday, August 9th. How do you expect us to do in that round robin for playoff seating? I mean, I think we'll do pretty well. I think overall the Bruins probably have like the deepest, most talented team this season in the NHL across the board. Um, but you know, that doesn't mean they'll win it all, but I, I would expect them to kind of come out on top in the round robin. I think we might get the number two seed for that. I mean, we're kind of right there with the lightning in terms of talent. Um, but to be honest, I'm not too worried about the round robin. It's just like in, in hockey playoffs, anything can happen. And it's, as we'll talk about in a second, I think, you know, the seeding and then for the next round, you know, I, I don't think that matters that much. I'm more just concerned about the team kind of finding their rhythm and you know, getting into the swing of things. So um, that's really what I'm looking for in the round robin is just rounding in form. Yeah, that makes total sense. I figured that's what the round robin was about was because when the NHL first came out and they said, hey, the lower seeded teams are going to be playing like best of threes or best of fives, whatever they may be. You know, it seemed like they were going to get these warm up games and then the Caps would suddenly have to play a series <laughs> against a team that yeah. was already in, you know, this high energy atmosphere. So I think these are, as you said, probably just tune-up games, getting in rhythm, rounding into form, things like that. So fine, round robin more or less a wash according to you just because, again, it's just about getting in form. But let's talk about that next round because the Washington Capitals will be engaged in a series in that next round after the round robin. Is there a specific team you want in the next round, one that maybe the Caps do match up very well against or have had some success in recent regular seasons? Well... I'll just start off by saying there's a part of me that wants to get the Penguins just so we can kick their ass again. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, it's pretty fun to uh, to play them, especially since we've kind of gotten the curse off of us recently. But they have a pretty tough first-round matchup against Montreal, who has a great goalie in Carey Price. And, you know, it's just a best-of-five series. You only need to win three games. So, you know, that's very much up in the air for them. Um, but, you know... Uh, Florida Panthers and uh, the Islanders, like I'd be pretty comfortable playing with any of those teams. 
the Rangers, I'm a little wary of just because they seem to play us pretty tough. And we actually played Carolina today in the exhibition game and beat them, but, you know, pretty meaningless. But Carolina scares me a little bit uh, just because we seem to have some difficulties against them. Um, so mostly just want to avoid Carolina, actually, is my current thinking. And then pretty happy with whoever else. Fair enough. So to wrap that up, once again, COVID testing is happening daily. The Washington Capitals are in Toronto. They played an exhibition against the Carolina Hurricanes. They beat their ass. Now Josh is calling for the Pittsburgh Penguins to man up and play against our (laughs) Washington Capitals so they can get their ass whooped as well. Did I get that all right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's more or less more or less what I'm getting at. There's your spark notes for the interview, folks. And then your final prediction, Josh, for how the restart goes, as well as how far the caps go in this restart. So I'm I'm generally, like I said, pretty optimistic about the restart. I think they will pull it off. Um, failed to mention earlier, but uh, they did over 4,000 tests in the last week. And that was even pre-bubble when players weren't even like kind of quarantine to the same spot and there were no positive tests out of 800 players and like 4,000 tests. So obviously that was a good sign going into the bubble. Um, so I think, I think everyone on the teams are like pretty focused and are, you know, not going out on like discretionary <laughs> excursions outside the bubble, like we've seen in the NBA and a few other cases. Uh, so I think they'll pull it off. Um, and then as for my prediction, I mean, obviously got to say the caps, but to be honest, I mean, I feel like they have as good a chance as anyone uh, to win the cup this year. I think generally with hockey in the playoffs, like there's probably like five, six teams that probably have an equal shot to win it. And they're one of them. Um, you know, like I said before, probably the Bruins, at least in the regular season, were the best overall team. But that doesn't really carry over that much uh, to the playoffs. Um, just got to get hot and stay hot. And I feel like all the vibes are are feeling good as we head into it so yeah it's funny you know despite covid we know that the nhl playoffs are still a crapshoot like it's still random we still have no idea what the hell is going to (laughs) happen so now it's just a matter of time we just got to play the games and see how it all unfolds hopefully the caps do have another run in them that would be awesome absolutely awesome so josh thanks so much for your time i'm going to give you 15 30 seconds a minute you take however long you want the floor is yours you can plug yourself you can talk about your feelings whatever you want to do go ahead well yeah i've got nothing to plug myself i just wanted to bring up the point that i was a little hurt that you brought on my sister who's like only knows you through me and you brought her on first i mean i don't know kind of hurt just saying but I'm glad to finally be here now. <laughs> Is that really how you chose to use your time? Because I got an immediate comeback. Did you make a logo for District Divided? Did you do that? <laughs> no, I didn't, but I wasn't asked. All right, then. You know, like, Emma, I, Emma I wasn't asked on. either. Emma was not asked either. She stepped some, up. Uh... She saw a need. She filled a gap. And here we are. That's how we got on Spotify. That's how we got on Google Podcasts. That's how we got in the iTunes store. We're everywhere. Thanks to Emma Johnson's logo, which came totally out of the blue and it was fantastic so that's one and then two listen man if you want to call if you want to call the stanley cup finals mvp the team that wins it like a dark horse feel free to do that right now you can go ahead because she called the houston dash she called shea groom i mean she's nostradamus she's coming on to talk about the nwsl anytime she wants to what you got uh just a point of clarification on the logo I, i obviously she did 
give you a logo and you put it on for like the first few weeks, but then I thought you like changed it without asking her like soon after that. So it must not have been that good. Listen, she listen, <laughs> uh, she, she knew it was a businessman. She knew that the 10 to 15 <laughs> listeners a week <laughs> needed to see something a little bit different. <laughs> and then uh, the team I'm most worried about from the Western Conference is probably the Blues. I mean, they're, they're defending champs, um, but they have the unique advantage as defending champs of uh, not being worn out going into their repeat season. I mean, that's totally what happened in the Caps last year. They think they just you know, couldn't have a long playoff run. But again, with a long break, I'd be worried about them hitting their stride again. So there you go. One more dark horse team for you, St. Louis Blues. But ultimately, the Washington Caps are fully expected to win, as we always expect here in the 202 area. Once again, the man is named Joshua Johnson. He is better known as Emma Johnson's older brother. (laughs) It's great to have you on, buddy. Miss you and hope you're doing well, brother. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. All right, getting into this week's State of the Union. Let's continue with the NHL. It returns this Saturday, August 1st, but the Washington Caps don't actually play their first game until August 3rd against the Tampa Bay Lightning at 4 p.m. They then take on the Philadelphia Flyers on August 6th and the Boston Bruins on August 9th. Once again, that is all round-robin play to determine playoff seeding in the Eastern Conference. Those games take place in Toronto. Major League Baseball. Baseball is back, but the Nats offense is not. Only 18 runs through six games and have come out of the gates very slowly with a 2-4 record to begin this 60-game season. There's still a long way to go. They take on the Toronto Blue Jays today at 4 p.m. and then have the weekend off because they were scheduled to play the Miami Marlins. The Marlins, of course, going through some COVID troubles right now. So they will not return until Tuesday, August 4th against the New York Mets to begin NL East play there. Onto the WNBA, the Washington Mystics are without the following players. Elena Deladon, Tina Charles, Natasha Cloud. There'd be problems, right? Absolutely not. They're off to a 2-0 start to the season with a 25-point win over the Indiana Fever and a 5-point win over the Connecticut Sun. Four different players are in double-digit scoring for both games. We have 2019 WNBA Finals MVP Emma Miesemann, Ariel Atkins, Maisha Hines-Allen, and how about Maisha Hines-Allen? 27 points and 10 rebounds in her 2020 WNBA debut against the Indiana Fever, and then followed that up with 16 points against the Connecticut Sun. And then we have Ariel Powers, who more recently got a little more famous for her Twitter beef with Andre Iguodala, who had said 23 on the Mystics is nice, and she said, hey, listen, have enough respect to put my name on that. And then 27 points against the Connecticut Sun. Coming up, they have a game against the 2-0 Seattle Storm tonight at 6 p.m., another one against the 2-0 Chicago Sky on Saturday, August 1st at 6 p.m., and then Wednesday, August 5th at 8 p.m. against the 1-1 Las Vegas Aces. Once again, the WNBA has a bubble in Bradenton, Florida. The NBA is back today, and it begins with the Jazz and Pelicans at 6.30 p.m. and the Lakers and Clippers at 9 p.m. What about the Washington Wizards? They open up tomorrow against the Phoenix Suns at 4 p.m. Remember, the Wizards need to get within four games of the Eastern Conference 8 seed in order to trigger that best of two playoff series. That would mean they'd have to win game one to create a game two and then win that. They are currently five and a half games back of the Orlando Magic and six games back of the Brooklyn Nets. 
The Phoenix Suns are not very good, so there's an opportunity there. And then their very next game is against the Brooklyn Nets on August 2nd, which is a huge game should they beat the Phoenix Suns. They then play the Pacers on August 3rd at 4 p.m. and then the Philadelphia 76ers on August 5th at 4 p.m., which rounds out their first four games. I'd go into the other ones, but they need to go a minimum of three and one for those four games in order for the remaining four games to have any meaning at all. So let's see how Rui Hachimura and the boys do over there. On to the NFL. The Washington football team will be called, drum roll please, the Washington football team for the 2020 season. Now, a lot of people initially were like, wait, what the hell is this about? We want a name right now. Folks, these things take time. Julie Donaldson made it very, very clear. She wants to make sure they get the name right. I have no issue with them taking a little bit of time to make sure that they do get it right. If for one season we're called the Washington football team, so be it. Heck, people are starting to warm up to the idea. They actually like it. If we did really well this season, who knows? Maybe we just want to be called the Washington football team for the rest of the time. We're going to see what happens there. On to soccer. Let's talk about the NWSL. The Houston Dash took out the Chicago Red Stars 2-0 in the final, meaning, yes, Emma Johnson called it. Shea Groom also scored the Dash's second goal for the game to ensure the title. Emma Johnson, I don't know what you were looking at or what crystal ball you have, but Houston Dash is the dark horse team. Shea Groom as a player to watch absolutely nailed it. Now, it was frustrating to see them win since we beat both the Houston Dash and Chicago Red Stars in preliminary round play, but that's a tournament for you. These things happen. The NWSL also, on a COVID-related note, ran over 2,000 tests and came back with zero positive tests, showing that a bubble can work. Now, theirs was in Utah. The other ones seem to be in Florida, but bubbles look like they can work. The NBA has come back with zero positive tests on their end. So... Maybe NFL, if you're thinking of coming back, figure out some sort of bubble scheme. Let's see what happens. And on to the Washington Spirits specifically. Rose Lavelle has been offered a contract by Manchester City. Sam Lewis of the North Carolina Courage has already joined Manchester City. So it wouldn't be surprising to see if Rose Lavelle decided to join her U.S. women's national teammate over there. And on to the MLS and D.C. United specifically. As we all know, they are out of the MLS's backup already. A very poor three-game showing in that tournament. But good news, 25-year-old forward Paul Ariola of the U.S. men's national team as well has agreed a contract extension through 2023. And that's all I got for you, folks. That will conclude this week's State of the Union. That's going to conclude this week's episode of District Divided. Once again, a special thank you to Joshua Johnson for coming on the show, diehard Cavs fan, for breaking down the NHL restart plan, what the COVID testing is going to be, where the games are being played, and how he feels the Washington Capitals are going to do. And once again, thank you all for listening. If you do enjoy the show, please follow it on Twitter, at District Divided. Same thing on Instagram, District Divided. And then a Facebook page and group called district divided everyone have a blessed day Polly polo do your thing and take us out i spent my whole damn life in the city anywhere i go dc's coming with me i spent my whole damn life in the city i can go for broke but the capital is in me i spent my whole damn life in the city anywhere i go dc's coming with me i spent my whole damn life in the city i can go for broke but the capital